Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. We very usefully return to the topic of keeping warm. Well, you remember a month ago we featured an infrared camera that took a look underneath the paint of the Mona Lisa. Well, infrared cameras are back. This time they find a use in measuring the temperature of the outside walls of your house. One evening this week we caught a vehicle labelled heat seekers cruising around the town. Nicola managed to hitch a ride with them. She spoke to staff trainer Dawn Morley. Right, well, I'm sitting in a small van, just an ordinary sort of people mover size vehicle, and I'm sitting in the back looking at a computer screen, which has got a map on it. There's an infrared camera looking through the window on the left, through a special piece of glass, which is transparent to infrared. Dawn, what am I seeing? Right, we're, uh, we're heat seekers, and we run a thermal imaging project throughout the UK, and we go around the country in specially adapted vehicles that you can see here, and we take thermal images of properties with using a thermal imaging camera so we can assess the heat loss from each individual property and then look at um, maybe helping the resident to improve their insulation, reduce their energy loss and also their carbon emissions. Can you tell me, this infrared image that I'm seeing, orange and red, different colours, presumably the, the red is hot. Yes. What, what am I seeing? How does this camera work? Okay, what happens is um, we use a GIS mapping system first of all and we actually plot every property in the whole of the UK. Each property has a unique reference point that is provided by the Ordnance Survey and what we do then using our GPS satellite technology as well is that the camera looks out of the thermally transparent material, it can pick up the infrared, it picks up the fact that we're outside a reference point and it will trigger the camera to take an image. Um, we normally don't take images in the daytime. We go out at night, normally an hour after sundown, because we want to reduce the solar gain on the property. So an hour after sundown, we'll take the vehicles out and we take our thermal images. And what you can see at the moment is you can see an awful lot of red in that image, which is, means there's quite a lot of heat there. But because today is a sunny day, you'll find a lot of that can be solar gain on the property because the bricks will absorb the sun's energy as, as well as emit energy. So we're actually looking at the solar gain at the moment. But the image you can see, it, which is showing reds and yellows and greens, is similar to the same sort of image that we would see at night time, but that would show us the heat loss from the property. So it's reds, it's yellows, it's greens that we're looking for. You're not actually measuring heat loss, are you? Is this like taking the temperature of the house? Yeah, the way that the camera works is every pixel in the camera picks up a temperature. So it picks up a temperature at the outside of the property or what, what the camera can actually see. And it will then convert that temperature into a colour. So it gives us a representation of heat. It's like a heat signature, if you like, um, of that property. Does it work equally for all kinds of surfaces? It does. The majority of properties that we are imaging in the UK is brick. Um, and we look at the emissivity levels. Um, it's not just as simple as driving by and taking a, an image. We do have to look at the emissivity of brick, which is 0.95. So we put those settings into the camera and the software. 
We also have to take into consideration the sky conditions and the temperature of the sky because that energy also reflects on the property. So that will change what the image looks like. So we take the temperature of the sky. We also take the ambient air temperature. So we put all those temperatures in there and that gives us the correct reading from the image. So the, the camera compensates for the outside atmospheric conditions. And can you see the temperature on the windows as well? Okay, the camera doesn't see through glass. It's infrared, so it can't see through glass. If it could see through glass, we, ha we didn't have to make a hole in the window of that's, the car. That's right. We, we have to have the window down, as you quite rightly point out. Um, so it can't see through glass, but also glass actually reflects the energy. Okay, so glass will normally... It, it, a lot of the glass looks blue. Sometimes the glass does look red, but it's, it's picking up the reflected temperature. So what are you actually looking for, Dawn? When you, when you look at a, a house, what kind of things are you looking for? Okay, we're looking for a pattern of temperature across a wall. So when it's later in the evening, you can actually visually see that the heat that is coming out of the property. You can see those temperatures on the wall. Um, you can also see later on in the evening where the radiators are in the house because you'll see squares on the wall of higher heat loss. If the ambient, I don't know, the ambient air temperature is, is 6 degrees, but the outside of the property is 8 degrees, the actual temperature of the external brickwork is 8 degrees, then that property is losing considerable heat and losing energy. You say that you can actually see the radiators through the wall. You can actually see the pattern of the radiator because there's more heat being emitted from the radiator and escaping out of that square of the wall than other parts of the wall. What can a householder do to stop that heat loss? Uh, well, general heat loss from walls anyway is um, installing cavity wall insulation. Brickwork is a, is a poor insulator, but if you do put something in like cavity wall insulation, that will stop or considerably reduce the energy loss out and keeps the, the, the heat that you're paying to all the energy companies, it keeps that heat inside the house. So if I wanted my property assessed, what should I do? Okay, give Heat Seekers a call. Um, we can then send out one of our assessors to come and look at the property. It's a free, no obligation survey. They'll come out, they'll have a look at the walls, they'll also look at your loft as well to look at the insulation levels there. And they can then advise you on how best to insulate your property. That would be coming into the house and having a look round it then, would it? Yeah, the surveyor will come out and they'll drill a hole in the wall, small hole, and assess the cavity to make sure that it's suitable for being filled. Um, and they'll also look into the loft and see if you've got sufficient insulation in the loft. We're sitting here in Defrayville Avenue and I can quite assure you that none of these houses have got cavity walls. Um, there is also external wall insulation that people can look at where they actually put the insulation on the outside of the property, on top of the brickwork. Thank you, Dawn. I should just add to this, heat seekers are working with Cambridge City Council in the area. The council is keen to make sure that any households which don't currently have good insulation do get an assessment and make use of the grants which are available. At the moment, loft insulation and cavity wall insulation are free to everyone, not just if you're on benefits. If you'd like a free assessment from heat seekers, ring up 0800 111 4968. Nicola, this use of an infrared camera to see heat is entirely different to using the infrared camera to see under painting, isn't that right? What does this infrared camera actually measure? 
It isn't obvious, is it? Here we have two completely different ways of using infrared waves. The heat seeker's camera looks at the infrared that's emitted from the walls of houses, whereas the art gallery camera sees infrared which is reflected off the painting, or rather the charcoal drawing underneath the painting. So how do the houses give off infrared light? All materials emit infrared. It depends on how hot they are, how much they do. Very hot bodies emit a lot of energy at wavelengths that we can see. Think the sun, or think how metal gets red hot when you heat it. But everything is emitting all the time, however cold it is, just not very much, and we can't see it. Your house has a temperature, and it emits infrared waves. The camera has to be quite sensitive, though, to see these cold things. Okay. How about this uh, radiator thing? If you put a sheet of polystyrene behind the radiator, could it make a difference? Oh, yes. I asked Dawn about that later, and she said they can actually see when people have put the sheets behind the radiator because the wall is then cold rather than hot. And, uh, well, why do they do the survey at night? During the day, brick walls absorb a lot of energy from the sun and they get warm. When evening comes, it takes a little while for that heat to radiate away, and then after that, you can assume that any warmth in the wall is coming from inside the house, not from the outside. And she mentioned something about the temperature of the sky. Why is that important? As well as the walls of the house emitting infrared according to their temperature, they also reflect the infrared which is emitted by everything else around them. This gets mixed up. The sky can be very cold and that affects the readings. Brick has a high emissivity, as Dawn mentioned in the interview, which means it emits very well and doesn't reflect that much. But even so, to get an accurate temperature reading, you have to take the surroundings into account. There's software in the camera that works out what the temperature is from the sensor data and also the other data they have to feed in, the ambient temperature, the sky temperature and the type of surface they're looking at. That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio, Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website www.cambridge105.fm. You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Nicola Terry. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. <laughs>